we're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 8. And I'm going to read just, just kind of the latter portion of the chapter. The Lord has, has just calmed the tempest. He rebuked the wind. And the scripture said that after that storm in verse number 29 of chapter 8, that when he was come to the other side, does anybody remember where he told them they were going? The other side. So you know how he got to the other side? Because he said they were going. He got there no matter what happened in the storm, they got there. When he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce. Notice this with me if you would. So that no man might pass by that way. Everybody say that way. And behold, they cried out saying, what have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Art thou come to torment us before the time? There's so much to unpack in that one verse right there. They knew he had the authority to advance. It wasn't, it wasn't time. I believe that these demons were talking about the, end, the very end of this thing. When the great chain is wrapped around the accuser of the brethren and they're cast into the bottomless pit. They said, have you come to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them. A herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea. And they perished in the water. They perished in the water. And they that kept them fled and went their way into the city and told everything that was befallen to the possessed of the devils. How many of you still believe he can? Yes. Hallelujah. I've come on this Sunday night to give the same command that our Christ gave that day to every power of darkness that would seek to raise its ugly head I've come with a commandment from the Holy Ghost tonight, and that commandment is to go. Every spirit of fear, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of infirmity, from the Holy Ghost. Every demonic oppression, every demonic possession, I command it to go in the name of Jesus. The healer is in the house tonight. The healer is in the house. You may be seated. In the month of March of 2020, my wife and I were in the Sacramento area preaching in Elk Grove for Brother Young. And uh, there was this virus that was hitting the newspapers. At that time, they were saying this is an upper respiratory virus that 
could affect many, and so it started spreading very quickly. Well, I preached there on that Sunday, and when we woke up the next morning to go to the airport, the Elk Grove Schools, which is just a suburb of Sacramento, were the first school system in America to shut down because of cuss word 19. And so we went on for uh, two years. And Brother Young called me and he said, Bro, the last time you were here, you shut this whole thing down. <laughs> he said, the last time you preached for me, this whole country shut down. And we talked briefly, he said, and as you know, California has been quite a difficult place through this process. He said, I want you to come back, but this time I want you to preach and open it up. And I said, Lord, I don't think I have the authority to open it up, but I do believe you can go with me. And I said, I believe, I believe it's the will of God for churches in California to be able to meet freely as they want to meet without the oppressive hand of government saying, we don't want you meeting. And so help me, Lord Jesus. I asked the Lord, I said, would you please just give me a sign that I'm walking in the right thing, doing the, the right deal. And I got up early that morning and was flying west. So in and out of airports all day, I didn't check the news. I didn't really see anything going on. But when I landed at the Sacramento airport and turned on my phone, I received a notification that said, Governor Newsom just lifted the mask ban in the state of California. It wasn't because I was there, but it was the Lord letting me know that what I'm about to do in this meeting tonight, no devil in hell has any say-so about it. And the Lord gave me this little word that for that service that I'm about to preach to you tonight, and I felt him trigger this in my spirit standing at the front row during worship. The word of the Lord said that when they came to the other side, that there were two men possessed with the devil. And the scripture said that they were coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce so that no man might pass by that way. The demonic possession in these men had caused so much fear in the hearts of people that they could not even go that way. And so tonight, I'm going to preach to you with the help of the Holy Ghost. If he will help me tonight, I'm going to preach to you, devil, get out of my way. Oh, I feel something in this room right now. There is an apostolic authority in this room right now. I'm declaring it in this room. Devil, get out of my way. 2024 is going to be a year of victory. 
I don't care what comes our way. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what the enemy says. Get out of my way. Hallelujah. I want you to shout this with me tonight. Devil, get out of my way. Hallelujah. Now, I want to just lay a little groundwork tonight. I don't plan on being here very long, but I do want to tell you that before we leave here, if you don't have the victory, you can have it tonight. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. There is no doubt whatsoever that he is the image of the invisible God. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 18, he declared that all power in heaven and in earth is given to me. Why is this important? Because although he was fully God and fully man and he had to come as a man to redeem man, he did not just have power in the earth. He had all power in heaven and in earth. And I want to tell you the rest of that story tonight. He still does. He is as powerful as he has ever been. He is still not intimidated by the powers of darkness that have been whispering in your ear. He still has the power tonight. And because he is God manifest in the flesh, we must understand that the very nature of God is order. God is a God of order. From the very creation of time, we see the hand of God moving and working in the earth as his word would speak. God is a God of order. He did not create over a seven-day period because he did not have the power to create in one day. I believe he could have spoke one word and everything would have fallen into, into place and where it was supposed to be. But the reason... I believe that he created in six days and rested on the seventh day is that he was setting things in order because it is the nature of God to do things in order. And God always follows order. There are rules that God set about himself that, for lack of a better term, if I could just call them this, they're God's rules. And God doesn't break his kingdom rules. God deals in his the way that he rules and the way that he reigns, but it's all in the way that he established in his word. And so because he is a God of order, we understand that everything he does, he does in order. And if we had the time tonight to break it down on how Jesus did everything in his earthly ministry by order, we could certainly do that. But there's a few things that we need to note just so you understand what I'm saying, such as, the day that Jesus rode into town on the donkey. It wasn't just a random day. It was on Nisan 10. Nisan 10 in the book of Leviticus was established as the day of the Lamb. That was the day that the Lamb was to be brought to Jerusalem and seen by the high priest to check to make sure that it was a spotless Lamb that was worthy 
of the sacrifice. And Jesus rode into town that day on the day of the Lamb. Why? Because he don't break his own rules. It was on the 14th of Nisan, four days later, on Passover, that he was slain. Why was he slain on Passover? Because the lamb was to be slain on Passover. Everything that he did was in order. So powerful. He was resurrected on the Feast of first fruits. Why did he do that? Because that was the day that the priests would offer their fruit of the ground to heaven. Jesus came up out of the ground as an offering and told Mary of Magdala, he said, don't touch me yet because I haven't ascended to the throne. I've got to go to the mercy seat in heaven and apply the blood. Why did he do that? Because once the priest had been cleansed, he could not be touched until he applied the blood to the mercy seat. Everything that he did, he did with order. Why are you preaching this, pastor? I'm taking you somewhere right now, but I'm pushing against the spirit of chaos to tell you in the name of Jesus that he's always been a God of order, and he's a God that can speak order into the chaos of your life tonight. Everything he does, he does in order. It was so much his will that his apostles had picked up on the concept. And that's why they said even in the church, let everything be done decently and in order. Because he is a God of order. So when the Bible said that Jesus came to the other side, I want it to be crystal clear to you that Jesus did not just find a place at Gadara, the place of the Gergesenes, where they pulled a boat up to a random little place and said, this feels like the place. As a matter of fact, I believe that the place they came to, because he is a God of order, was the very port of the city. I believe that he does everything in order. I'm going to keep saying that till we get it tonight. I believe that he came to the port of that city. But you must understand something about the port of the city. The port of the city was basically the gate of the city. Any business transactions that were going to transpire, they had to have the ships come to the port so that they could onload or offload whatever they had to have off of the boat to get into the city. But the merchants of the inner city were locked up from doing business in the port of the city Because there were demon-possessed men that were wreaking havoc on the lives of people. And it's said that when they came out of the tombs, they were screaming and yelling exceeding fierce. So that no man might pass by that way. What is that way? That way was the way to all business. That way was the way to all trade. That way was the direction that you had to go to get your food source as they were bringing it in on the boat. So what I'm saying to you is that everything they needed was coming through the port, but it was locked up by devils. Some of you in this place tonight have been in need of things and you've been questioning God as to why he has not answered. But I want to tell you, 
It's not God locking it up. It's not God locking it up. I feel something on me right now. I said it's not God locking it up. It is a demonic force from hell that is keeping you from your breakthrough. It is a demonic force from the pits of hell that's keeping you from touching the Lord. And I'm here to declare in the name of Jesus with the authority of the name of Jesus on me right now. Devil, it's time for you to get out of my way. I'm not waiting for another week. I'm not waiting for another month. But I've come on this Sunday night for a breakthrough. And I'm not leaving here until I get it. I've come on Sunday night for victory. And I'm not leaving until I get it. Devil, get out of my way. Devil, I'm coming through. You've locked up the gate long enough. I'm coming through. Some of you are waiting on the next point I'm going to preach. I'm telling you, if you'll get what I just preached, you're going to leave here with the victory tonight. Somebody's going to leave here with a healing tonight. Somebody's going to leave here with a I'm just waiting on the Lord. I get it. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall man up with wings as eagles. But I want to tell you that there's a large percentage of the time that we're not waiting on a breakthrough from the Lord. He told it, he said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on the earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. What I'm saying to you tonight is we spend a lot of time as Pentecostals waiting on the Lord. But I want to submit to you tonight that you spent all this time waiting on the Lord. But the Lord is just waiting on you. The Lord is waiting on somebody in this house tonight to get sick and tired of being sick and tired, to get fed up with being fed up, to get tired of the lies that the enemy has put in your mind and put in your spirit. I'm here to preach in the Holy Ghost. There is a conquering spirit in this house tonight that somebody can leave here with victory in your mouth, with victory in your mind. I'm talking about you're going to leave here talking different. You're going to leave here thinking different. It's going to be different because there is victory in this house you may not feel like we're quite there yet but I just want you to understand I'm going to reiterate this again you're not waiting on God God is waiting on you. The Spirit of God is not going to come get you out of your pew and drag you to an altar of deliverance. But if you want to be set free tonight, you can be set free right now. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you can be set free.
I need to be specific tonight. I'll be specific in the house. I'm here to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost with a prophetic anointing on my tongue right now that if you've been a victim of the spirit of suicide and self-harm and cutting your flesh, I speak to that wicked spirit in the name of Jesus and I'm telling you, devil, get out of my way. I wasn't created in your image. I was created in the image of God. I bind every lying spirit of suicide. I bind every spirit of self-harm. In the name of Jesus, you've got to be loose. Now listen to what I'm telling you. I was raised with old sayings like this. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So I'm going to preach to you the first step of victory tonight is you've got to have the want to. The first step of victory in this house tonight is you've got to want to have the victory. More, listen to me. You've got to want victory more than you want sympathy. And the devil is a lying spirit that makes you believe you've got to stay locked up to have the sympathy of people. But I don't need the sympathy of people when I've got the attention of heaven. There is a God that has walked into this house tonight that can absolutely, positively, unequivocally set you free. I want to tell you tonight, we still believe that it's in order for people to be set free while the Word of God is being preached. We still believe it's in order for the sinner to be set free while the Word of God is going forth. The Bible said that while Peter yet spake the words, they which heard it received the Word and they received the Holy Ghost. While I'm preaching right now, there is deliverance being administered in this room, but you've got to want it tonight. I challenge you in the Holy Ghost to step out from your comfort zone right now and let the Holy Ghost set you free. Come on, church. Come on, church. I speak to every lying spirit of fear and torment in this place. And I'm declaring to that spirit tonight, get out of my way. I'm not going to live 2024 scared. I'm not going to live 2024 afraid. But I'm going to rejoice in the God of my salvation. 
I'm going to put on the whole armor of God, having on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, having my loins girt about with truth, having my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, having the, the sword of the Spirit in my hand, which is the word of God, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith I shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked.